You are listening to the sermon audio from 12th Street Baptist Church in Rainbow City, Alabama. More information about our church can be found online at www.12th.co. Please be seated. I'm going to be in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 for our time together tonight. It'll be short and to the point. But I just wanted to look at that verse again, verse 4 of this song we just sang. I think so often we get into the groove of Christmas and we're so focused on the child that came that we don't remember that without the cross, the manger is nothing. Without the resurrection, even the cross doesn't bring us anything. And today we're going to focus on what it means that Jesus came to become one of us and grew in wisdom and stature to become the man who would die on our cross in our place under the weight of our sin, under the full wrath of God that we deserve, who would not only stay dead there, who would rise in victory over Satan's sin, death, and hell on our behalf so that we could enjoy him forever. So Christ, our resurrection. The verse said, we just sang, come behold the wondrous mystery slain by death, the God of life, but no grave could e'er restrain him. Praise the Lord. He is alive. What a foretaste of deliverance. How unwavering our hope, Christ in power resurrected, as we will be when he comes. What a glorious picture of the true and total Christmas story that we celebrate every day as Christians, but that we celebrate now and tomorrow. I know you've got a lot of stuff to do. I know you've been doing a lot of things. How many of you are finished completely and ready to go to bed when you get home? Anybody? I figured just a couple. Um, I'm way ahead of where I was normally in the past, but uh, not there yet, so uh, pray for me uh, as we've got a lot of things to do tonight. But uh, I can tell you this, that it's so easy for me to get caught up into the things that can take away all of my heart and mind as I'm wrapping presents or helping to get ready for a dinner or whatever it might be as we celebrate together. But this passage today is going to encourage us, I think, to put our hearts and our minds where it needs to be. Colossians 3, verse 1 through 4. Let me read it for us. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died And your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Lord, would you bless our time by helping us to understand your word? Would you teach it to us not only in thought and at the intellectual level, but would you press it into our hearts that we might love you more because of what you've done for us in loving us by giving us Jesus, that we would live our lives differently even as we leave this place today. And I ask that in Jesus' name, amen. I'm just going to unpack this for us as we go. So if you would look at it with me again, I think we'll find great encouragement here. The first phrase is, if then you have been raised with Christ. That is the greatest of questions this Christmas. It's not so much have you been naughty or nice, but have you been raised with Christ? That is the question of questions. A hundred years from now, the only thing that's going to matter about you is your relationship with God, is whether or not you will be in eternity with him or an eternity of destruction. 
And so I beg you to ask the Lord today, not if you've been naughty enough or nice enough to get the presents you want or to get what you think you need from him by living it up, because we all know that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and apart from his grace will never receive the eternal life that we need and want, that we can have joy and some sense of it here, but it would be much lower than what it really could be if it were found in Christ. And that if it's not with Christ, if we've not been raised with Christ out of our spiritual death, then we will never see eternal life with him. Romans 6, 4 says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Instead of receiving the joys that are unfathomable for the rest of our existence in all eternity, The question is, will we give ourselves over to the things that become our grave as we get caught up on the stuff or on the experiences that will last but a moment in the grand scheme of eternity? Or will we give ourselves over to the one who gave himself up for us on the cross and enjoy him to the fullest? We were made for these kind of eternal glories. We were made for that kind of eternal joy, not joy that is fleeting, where things that we receive are momentary, things we receive give us happiness, but for a moment. And even in our experiences that do not ever fully satisfy for longer than but a minute, but we were made for the eternal joy and eternal glories that come only in Christ. So let us not give our lives to anything less than that. We are wasting the life that has been made for us and given to us to enjoy him forever. So then if you have been raised with Christ, that's the greatest question that you must look to today. If you have not, today is a day of repentance. If you've not been raised, that means you were still spiritually dead. That means you can think, you can talk, you can even love at some level, you can enjoy things at some level, but not to the fullest of what you were made for. So do not take another moment apart from Christ, but instead turn to him and turn away from your sin and ask for his forgiveness and believe on his work on the cross for you in your place, once and for all accomplished. You can see it here. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That means he is seated because the work has been accomplished. There's nothing else that needs to be done. It's already been accomplished in Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection on our behalf. We have nothing else to give. Our buying the right presents, our making the right desserts, whatever it is, while they might be good and might be enjoyed, will never, ever make up for what needs to be made up for. Jesus accomplished it all on the cross. He made the way. So he says then, if you have been raised with Christ, if you've repented of your sin and believed on Jesus, if you were brought from death to life, dead in your trespasses and sins, saved out of that, redeemed from the slavery and the power of sin over you, now to live in Christ fully adopted into the family of God, brothers and sisters with Jesus, not just servants of the king, of the creator of the universe, family of God. If you then have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. And how easy is this for us to be setting our minds on the things of the earth? It doesn't mean not to enjoy your kids, not to enjoy your families, not to enjoy the gifts that you receive. It doesn't mean that at all. But it means that as Christians, if you've been raised with Christ, your entire motivational focus is always what God has done for you. You now live that out in grace and gratitude back to God and everything that you do. That every decision you make 
comes from a heart where you've been redeemed and you recognize the beauty and the value of that, that it's immeasurable because your sin is that horrid and deserving of death and damnation. Instead, God gave you Jesus to overcome that. And that gift, worth more than all creation combined, is worthy of you setting your eyes on him and all decisions being made from that. Exodus 15, 6 talks about what's at the right hand of the Father. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy, full of power, full of strength. Also, we see Psalm 16, 11, one of my favorites, talking about what's at the right hand of the Father. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And what's at his right hand? Jesus. So if you have been raised with Christ, your pleasures forevermore that will grow more and more and infinitely fulfill you and never ever dwindle will be the pleasures that are found in Jesus Christ alone. In Christ alone our hope is found. In Christ alone we will find those kind of pleasures. We need a change of perspective for this Christmas and every day. See what his blood has bought us. He's not just bought us time to do whatever we like whenever we like but to enjoy him to the fullest which means to be employed in his service to fulfill the mission he's called us to to the fullest and while we await for his return because we don't just celebrate at christmas one coming we celebrate the anticipated arrival of our king a second time while we celebrate that and we await for his return we remember that our former life has passed away look at verse We'll read it again, verses 1 and on. If you then have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. See, Paul trying to show how important it is. He says it twice. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth, for you have died. So you were dead in your trespasses and sins, and now you've been made alive. So you died to the power of sin over you. You've died to the slavery of sin holding on to you. You've died to the power of death. Oh, death, where is your sting? It's been taken away because Jesus died for us. So now that we never will taste of death again, that when we close our eyes in death, we close them and open them immediately, taking new breath, eternal life with him in his presence, in the fullness of joy as we enjoy him there, unhindered by our sin. For you have died, died to all the former things of the world, all the former focus that you had in your life, the former, former foci, the things that you put your heart and attention into that were most for you. Now they might still be good, but your total focus, your biggest focus is now on Jesus Christ. That is our driving force. That is the reason we do everything we do. And if it is not, then we should not do it. Do it all to the glory of God, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do. We have died. And he says, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. That is a beautiful statement, so easy to pass over. Have you ever noticed these words here as you've read through Colossians? For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. It almost sounds mysterious like the song, Come Behold the Wonderful Mystery, right? The Wondrous Mystery. <clears throat> it's really not that complicated, I don't think, though, because here's what it means. It means that you are hidden with Christ. So when people look at us, they don't see that we're perfect. They don't see us necessarily as different than them. They don't understand because they're dead spiritually. They can't understand the things we even talk about sometimes to them when we talk about Jesus and the gospel. We still need to do it because that's what God uses to bring them to life like he has us. But the truth is that when people see us, they're never going to see perfection. They're never going to see us as we need to be. What they're going to see is broken people who they might see a glimmer of light of Jesus as we share our brokenness and our need for a Savior. Because our lives are hidden with Christ. 
And that means this. Even though we've gone through so much in this season where we've seen so many that have gone before us, death, hurt, suffering, perils that we never thought we would see so quickly for so many, we are never alone because our lives are hidden with Christ. Our Father has us under his wing of protection. While we may suffer, but yet for a moment, it could seem like an eternity here, but it will be nothing in comparison to the weight of glory of eternity with Christ after the Bible tells us. While we will suffer some here, we never suffer alone. We never endure alone. And no one can snatch us out of the hand of the Father. We have been redeemed. We have been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus, which will never, never be overcome. And the Father holds us, and our lives are hidden with Christ secured, held on to, if you've been raised with him. The big if. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Let us not think that it will be easier. Think that God doesn't love us because we suffer. As I was reading through a lot of guys talking about this passage, of course I came across my favorite preacher, Spurgeon, who said this about our place in life in regard to this. Please let him stay. (laughs) there's no bother, seriously. Only by the grace of God it might not be much louder right now. (laughs) You go, he says, about to find what God gives the foxes and the birds. He said, you're searching for what God promises the foxes and the birds. He says, but what he never meant to give to you in this world, a place whereon to lay your head. He says, your place to lay your head is up yonder on the bosom of your Savior. That is where we lay our head. But not here. You dream that men will admire you, that the more holy you are, the more Christ-like you are, the more peaceable people will be towards you. My dear friends, he says, you do not know what you are driving at. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? We will endure hardship. I wish and I have prayed and will continue praying that for those in our faith family who are suffering, that they will have it light and easy and that the burden will be cast upon the cares and shoulders of our Savior this Christmas season. But I know it will still not be easy for many of us as we remember our loved ones who have gone before, as we suffer through the heartaches that we've been enduring or will endure soon as they come at us yet unseen. But even then, Christ is still the light of our world. Even then, he is still enough. Not because we have enough strength in ourselves, because if we lean into him, he becomes our strength. But the world doesn't always see it. The true light coming into the world, they did not recognize him. But even though it says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And not only have we... Hope in Jesus. But rest assured that we have hope not only in our being born again and saved from our sins, but born anew now and be further redeemed in the glory when he returns to take us home. This is our Christmas hope. This is what Christmas is really all about. If we stop at the manger, we've done injustice to the gospel. We have to carry it all the way to the cross, all the way to the to the the death chamber, to the burial, and up into victory over Satan, sin, death, and hell that God won for us in Christ Jesus, his son, so that we could be called sons and daughters of the king.
This glory of Christ, his resurrection is our hope. See verse 4. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. How glorious it would be if when we go home and our hearts are wrapped up in Jesus now, setting our mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. Good things, but not good enough. We set our mind on the Lord, and as we gather with our friends, whether it be over FaceTime or whether it be as we talk with them through text or be in person tomorrow, that we would speak a moment to point them to the glory of Christ and his reason for coming and not get stuck in the manger, but take them all the way to glory. Because then that alone will they find true hope. And that alone will they find true joy that lasts forever, that never, ever gets old, that never, ever subsides, that never wanes and is always increasing and filling our heart. But that is what it means to go to be with him forever. It's one of my other favorite preachers coming up in the faith once said, it'll be like stepping into heaven if there were days and nights, which there won't be, and we'll be in his presence, and every day your heart will be filled to the fullest it ever has been, the highest high you've ever experienced. You go home, go to bed, come back out. You don't start over. You start right back where you were, and you continue on being filled more and more. God supernaturally enlarges your heart capacity. You'll be destroyed because you'll be so filled with joy otherwise. And he overwhelms you again that day. And you go home and do it again the next day, starting right where you left off. But thankfully, there's no days or nights even. It'll be just continually, continually in his presence. That's what we're made for. Let us not settle for less by not running to the Savior who ran down here to become one of us, to live the life we can never live of perfection, to die the death we deserve so that we can be brought into the family of God through the power of his resurrection. So if you have been raised with Christ, let us set our minds on the things that are above at the right hand of the Father where all the pleasures forevermore are in Jesus Christ our Lord. And let us speak of his glories. And let us take the time to take our family through the awkward moment of going metaphysical from physical to metaphysical, from the plane here that we live on this earth and to the things that are eternal. And let us be the one who might be made fun of, or the one who might make it awkward so that he receives glory and hopefully they receive salvation. May tomorrow be a day of salvation for our families. And may heaven erupt in glorious praise. That is my prayer for us. We're going to sing in a moment, but let me carry us more to the throne in prayer. Father, we need your grace and your mercy and your goodness right now to carry us to Jesus. Help us to hope in him and love him above all things and to make much of him today and tomorrow and every day after. Lord, remind us daily of our sin and how great it is that we might see how great our Savior is and his sacrifice for us on the cross. And therefore, God, as you work in our hearts in that way, would you prepare our minds for action? Help us to be sober-minded, setting our hope fully on the grace that will be brought to us at the revelation of your Son, Jesus, when he returns. Christ, our resurrection, our hope, our Christmas. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon audio from 12th Street Baptist Church. Feel free to share this with anyone you meet, and we pray that this sermon helped you to be more like Jesus as 12th Street seeks to be a place where we can find forgiveness for the past and hope for the future.